Thank you very much. Thanks so much for that welcome. It's great to be sharing with you today and to be carrying on this uh, great sermon series looking at women in the Bible. Today we're looking at the wonderful story of Ruth. Now, uh, when I was asked to share about Ruth, I immediately thought of my grandma, uh, who was called Ruth Endersby. Uh, here's a few pictures of her. Uh, she's holding me there as a baby. Aren't I a cute baby? Look how cute I am. Uh, I look a bit scary, actually, in one of them, because I think it's got the red eye thing going on. But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my grandma was a great woman of God. Um, she, um, sadly, not, after those, uh, not long after those photos were taken, she passed away. So I never really got to know her. But one thing I did learn growing up was that she has left a great legacy. Uh, I've heard firsthand from my parents and my grandpa that she lived a whole life devoted to God. And I've heard from lots of people as well throughout my lifetime as to how she's profoundly impacted their life as well. You know, they, um, my grandparents actually lived in Peterborough for a number of years. And um, since I've joined Kingsgate over the last 10 years, I've bumped into so many people who have said to me um, that they were impacted by my grandma, by being part of the same church, by praying together, you know, under her leadership, and um, we're just profoundly impacted by her life um, as a result. And every time I pretty much come to Peterborough, actually, I usually bump into somebody after the service. It happened after the first service again uh, today. Uh, somebody comes up to me and says, I know, I, I, I knew who your grandma was. I um, went to her home, uh, you know, she prayed with us, was a great kind of model example. Um, and has had so much impact in my life. And so I just love hearing these stories about her, uh, having not known her uh, myself, just knowing that her legacy very much still lives on. And um, the woman that we're looking at today, uh, Ruth in the Bible, um, has the same spirit, if you like. We see here a, a wonderful example of what it looks like to live a life of influence, uh, to live a life of significance that not just impacts the world around you, but actually impacts generations to come. Because here we are, you know, 3,000 years later, looking at this wonderful example set before us of Ruth, along with billions of other people. Uh, you know, last week, uh, Miriam shared in her fantastic message about the importance of certain women in the Bible having a generational impact. And, and also she talks about the importance of women being named in the Bible as well. Um, now here with Ruth, we see both of these things going on, don't we? We see somebody who has a generational impact, but also somebody who is not only named in the Bible, she's only one of two women who have a whole book of the Bible named after them. Isn't that profound? So I think we need to sit up and take note of her life and her example. What is the story of Ruth? Well, in summary, the story of Ruth begins by looking at this woman, Naomi, an Israelite woman, who, with her husband and their two sons, they move from the people of God, from the nation of Israel, to a neighboring country called Moab. 
And here are Naomi's two sons, they married two Moabite women, uh, one of whom is Ruth. Now sadly, Naomi's husband dies, and then tragically and untimely, both of her sons die as well. And Naomi then makes a decision to move back to her home nation, back to Bethlehem. And we see this amazing commitment from Ruth to go with her. She's not an Israelite. She's no doubt grieving the loss of her husband as well, who's just died. She goes with her. And we see how the story goes on. And these two women have to navigate uh, the challenges of living as single women in a patriarchal society, but just how God has amazing plans and purposes for them. And that is for Ruth to meet this good and godly man named Boaz. And we see under God's sovereign hand how they end up just being perfect for each other. They marry, they have a child, and it's a happily ever after. It's a wonderful story of redemption. But ultimately, the story of Ruth is about this incredible woman who, as we see, God turns her life of pain into a life of purpose. How he guides her from being an outsider to being an influencer. And how he turns her loss, her lack, if you like, in life, to living a life that leaves a legacy as a result. You see, we all, don't we, want to make a difference in the world. We want to live lives of of impact, of significance. And sometimes it leads us to the false assumption that in order to do these things, we need to have lots of money or lots of status. But actually, Ruth's example teaches us that no matter who we are, no matter where we're from, No matter our background, we can all partner with God and live lives of incredible significance and influence and not only change the world around us, but actually change, you know, the the course it can change, alter the generations to come. You know, Ruth's life uh, ultimately altered the course of human history. It's amazing what God can do in and through us as we partner with him. And that's what the example of Ruth Um, sets before us so well. And so the question is, what can we learn from Ruth? What are some of the things that we can take from Ruth's life and put into practice in our lives to see God move in a new way in our lives? Well, I want to look at three characteristics today. And these are characteristics, meaning they're things that we can all put into place. Nobody's left out. We can all do these things. And so the first one is this. To live a life of intentionality, to intentionally go God's way. We see Ruth doing this right from the outset of the story. When Naomi tries to convince Ruth, you know, after uh, her husband has died and her sons have died, she's then going back to to her home nation um, and she says to Ruth, look, you're not from Israel, you're you're from Moab, you stay here, stay in the comfort of your own country, I'm going to go back. And this is what Ruth says in response. She says, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Isn't that amazing? You see, Ruth is willing to forsake the comfort of the life in which she grew up with, to forsake her idols, of false Moabite gods, to, to leave behind her very family. As, we, as you know, many of us who know the story of Ruth, you know, Ruth's sister, she decides not to go God's way. And that's the last we hear about her. Ruth decides, no, I'm, I'm going to follow the Lord wholeheartedly. She leaves her whole life behind, leaves the comforts uh, and all the trappings that would have, have been there in Moab. She leaves all of that behind to go 
after God, to follow God, to trust in him wholeheartedly, to give her whole life over to him. Her life is a shining example against somewhat of a dark cultural backdrop as well because we see the story of Ruth, it, it, it happens in the days when the judges ruled. We see in verse 1, in the days when the judges ruled, this is when this story takes place. It basically happens in a time of great turmoil and uh, uh, upheaval really for the Israelites because, mainly because of overwhelming disobedience to God, God and going his way in the form of injustice and oppression and much evil activity taking place. Ruth's example shines bright against this dark kind of cultural backdrop. And it's described in the book of Judges as a, as a time, it's summed up as a time where people did what was right in their own eyes. People did what was right in their own eyes. Now that sounds quite familiar, doesn't it, to a culture that we might live in today. You know, do what feels good for you. You know, if it feels good, if it's comfortable, and you know, if it works for you, then just do it. But if not, then just ditch it and move on. And we apply in our culture today this kind of thought process, whether it be jobs or relationships or possessions. Just, you know, live your life, do your thing, and don't let anything and anyone else get in the way. You know, live your truth and, uh, and nothing more. And, and what I love about Ruth is that she doesn't go down that way. You know, she uh, turns that on its head. In a culture much like our own of individualism and relativism, she turns it on its head and shows that actually it's only a life completely devoted to going God's way, you know, wholeheartedly sold out for God, that really is a life that can lead to significance, a life of beauty, uh, a life of, of, of influence to the world around you, a life that can really leave a legacy. This is what Ruth teaches us. Be intentional about going God's way. She leaves everything behind. And so the question is for you and me, are we doing the same? Are we intentionally going God's way with every area of our lives? You know, maybe for some of you, you're just kind of searching and checking things out. You might even feel a bit like an outsider, you know, like Ruth. Or you might have been on the journey of faith for many, many years, you know. But wherever you're at, you know, let's just reassess. Are we committing wholeheartedly everything to God? We can all take that next step in our journey of faith. You see, for Ruth, this is what sets the trajectory of her life. This decision right here to go God's way. This is what sets the course, the trajectory of her life to be one that's destined for greatness. It's to be intentional about going God's way. And we know, many of us as Christians, don't we? It's that moment where we give everything to Jesus and we, we can say goodbye to the old, you know, the old life has gone, the new life has come, a life of meaning, a life of satisfaction, life in all its fullness, life forevermore. It's when we do that, when things begin to change. And so let us not do what is right in our own eyes, but like Ruth, let us be intentional about doing what is right in God's eyes. Amen? So that's the first thing that Ruth teaches us, be intentional to go God's way. The second thing we see Ruth do is to display an initiative that opens doors. Ruth lived a life of initiative. See, she was a bit of a go-getter, you could say. And uh, once her and Naomi arrive back in Bethlehem, they then need provision. You see, they then need to find food. They don't have any means of income. And rather than just sitting around and waiting for you know, the spiritual feeling or to come and to, you know, to do, do whatever she feels is right. She actually just gets up, 
gets out and goes, trusting that God is going to provide for them. And what I love about this part of the story is that Ruth thinks that she can have faith that God will provide food for her, and he does. But as God so often does, he exceeds her expectations massively. (laughs) You see, Ruth goes out in faith for food. She ends up with God providing for her whole future. (laughs) I love that. As we take initiative, doors of opportunity begin to open up. Doors that we have no idea where God may lead us to. You see, because as Ruth steps out, as she takes initiative, it's here she meets her future husband, uh, the man that she will marry, Boaz, says here, and Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean from the harvesters. As it turned out, remember that phrase, as it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz. I love that phrase, as it turned out. It's almost like, a, almost like sarcastically, the way it was written. You know, as it turns out, you know, here she is in the field of Mr. Boaz, a.k.a. Mr. Darcy in this story. You see, this is the moment in the rom-coms, you know, romantic comedies, where boy meets girl for the first time and sparks begin to fly. This is what's happening here. Uh, those of you who watched The Holiday, um, you know, I know it's a Christmas movie, but praise God, it won't be long until watching Christmas movies again. Um, the Holiday, it's called uh, a meet cute, a meet cute, that first encounter uh, where there's a meeting. And um, although Hollywood kind of portray these encounters as mere coincidences, we know this is under the guidance of God. God is guiding these two together. You know, yes, of course, God is sovereign over all. He's, he's outside of time. He knows the end from the beginning. He has great plans and purposes for our lives and knows our future. But Ruth's initiative reveals that there's something amazing, powerful, significant. Something happens when we choose to partner with God and step out in faith. Uh, so there's something about our proactivity Uh, that that God uses to become part of his providential plan for our lives. And I just think that's quite cool. As we take initiative, partner with God, he brings things to pass. Um, I remember at university being invited to a party, and it was pre-Instagram day, so it was everybody using Facebook. And I used to get these party invites, and uh, you could see who was going. And I saw that it was going to be attended by mostly people who uh, I didn't know. So I thought, oh, I'm not going to go to that. Um, but I did see that it was being hosted at the residence of a certain beautiful girl that I'd met a few times called Chrissy. So I thought, oh, I'd love to go along actually to this. <laughs> um, and uh, now, I love small talk uh, with a bunch of strangers as much as the next introvert does. So um, I was in a bit of a quandary, thinking, oh, do I need to, can I go to this? So I thought, safety in numbers, I persuaded as many of my friends to come with me. And uh, we went along a few days later and knocked on the door. And uh, to my delight, Chrissy opened the door. And uh, my joy lasted about two seconds, though, because um, after she answered the door, our first encounter wasn't, wasn't like Ruth and Bowers at all, because she uh, had this look of confusion on her face and says to me, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, so I thought, perfect, this is brilliant. Turned around, about to go away with our tails between our legs. But uh, she called her after and said, no, you can come in. 
It's just that the party was cancelled a few days ago, so we weren't expecting anybody to come. So, there you go. I didn't have to spend the evening talking to people I didn't want to. And uh, I could spend the evening getting to know Chrissy instead. So, a little bit of initiative on my part led to a literal door of opportunity being opened up in this case. Um, I often say one of the best decisions of my life was to go to that non-party. Um, so, praise God, yeah. <laughs> Now, um, this is true, this point, not just for romantic relationships, I believe, developing romantic relationships. I believe this, true, this point about taking initiative can be applied to every area of our lives. You know, where might it be that God is inviting you to step out in this next season? Is there a dream or a vision that you have on your life? You feel a gift or ability, maybe, that you've maybe just let to you know, be, become stagnant, you know, left it on the shelf, so to speak, and you haven't used it to serve within the marketplace or within the church. It might just be a step of initiative to join a life group, you know, to get involved in church a little bit more. You know, a small act of initiative on our part can lead to exciting God opportunities opening up. And so who knows what God might do? And sometimes it can be a bit scary. For Ruth, I'm sure it would have been scary. Living in the time where the judges ruled, in that time where much evil activity took place, here we have a woman, a single woman on her own, venturing out into a field. All kinds of fear and anxiety could have you know, come about in Ruth's mind, thinking, gosh, I don't know what's going to happen here. It's scary. But she stepped out in faith. God was with her. He was for her. Sometimes it can be scary, but maybe God is inviting you to partner with him, to step out of your comfort zone, to go again, pick up those promises maybe that you haven't like, revisited over your life and go again and see just how God might open up some doors of opportunity, things what might happen beyond uh, what you could have imagined. So firstly, an intention to go God's way is what Ruth teaches us. Secondly, an initiative that opens up doors. And finally, I want to end with this. She displays an integrity that influences the world. You see, once Ruth arrives in Bethlehem, it's, quick, um, it's quickly established that she begins to influence the world around her. And bear in mind, she is within uh, the most vulnerable within society. You know, in the Old Testament, God directs the Israelites time and time again to look after the vulnerable. And he does so, if you read the Old Testament, you see time and time again, God says, look after these people groups. And we are still to do this today as the church of Jesus Christ. To look after the orphan, to look after the widow, to look after the poor, and to look after the foreigner, the refugee. Those kind of four categories. If you were in one of those categories, of course, you're in a vulnerable position. Notice that Ruth isn't in just one of these categories. She's in all four. Here we have... Uh, an orphan, somebody whose parents aren't around anymore. Here we have a widow. She's lost her husband. Here we have somebody who's poor. She's gleaning behind the harvesters, picking up the leftovers, basically. And here we have a foreigner, a refugee. Ruth is within the most vulnerable of the most vulnerable within society at that time. And yet, she influences the world around her in a magnificent way. And the point is, don't ever count yourself out. Don't ever think that living a life of influence is all about how much income you have or how important you might uh, be perceived in society. Ruth teaches us 
that no matter where you're from, no matter your background, no matter your upbringing, Ruth teaches us that the power source of influence is found in, ev- is something, in something that everything, in something, sorry, that we can all kind of employ, something that we can all do. It's the characteristic of integrity. You see, integrity is displaying a consistent moral kind of good moral character regardless of who's watching. You know, not to live a divided life where you're performing, where people are watching, but in secret just kind of cutting corners and behaving differently. No, it's about a holistic life, living a life that's consistent regardless of the audience, regardless of who is watching. Ruth does this so many times. And we see when she is gleaning picking up the leftovers, uh, going out searching for food. We see how much of an impact she has performing this role. Boaz asks the overseer of his harvesters in this field, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is a Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. See, Ruth may not have known it, but her integrity was attracting attention. Here she's performing a role that is considered of little importance at that time, you know, picking up the leftovers. Could have easily been overlooked or just kind of, you know, just coming in, picking up what you need and then going and nobody really notices that you're there. But she performs this role in such a way, she's not only noticed, but she receives praise for it. And of course, this is important because it it is then reported to Boaz. It it makes a good impression on him. And in fact, when Boaz meets Ruth, it's clear that he's already heard a lot about her. When they first talk to each other, he says, I've been told all about what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. She was displaying integrity and it was having influence as a result. I remember having a long stint in hospital and um, I remember after many weeks of being there, about six weeks or so, I was just feeling pretty low. And uh, I remember uh, some of the support staff there having a profound impact on me. And there was one in particular, a hospitality nurse called Mandy, who uh, just was really great at her job. She loved delivering food to patients. She did it with cheer, with much joy, and she just wanted to spread positivity wherever she went. It was always a good day when Mandy was on shift. She had never had a bad day. And I remember having this, this time where I felt low and um, I'd spent the morning in, in scans and, and I'd missed the lunch order. And I remember uh, being in my room in the afternoon. I got a knock on the door. I was there with Chrissy and uh, just kind of feeling sorry for myself. And um, it's Mandy who knocks at the door. She says, I'm sorry to interrupt, but... I noticed that you'd missed the lunch order and it's been a bit of a long day for you. So uh, I've purposefully set aside some of your favourite meals. Uh, she knew what I wanted by that time. And, uh, and I've got some great you know, snacks here for you, extra food as well for Chrissy if you want it. And I just thought I'd come and bring this to you um, to help you out in any way I can. And uh, that might seem like a, a small thing, but honestly, I will remember that moment for the rest of my life. And I will remember Mandy and the way in which she conducted herself in those few weeks that I interacted with her. I'll remember her for the rest of my life because of the way in which she conducted herself. You might not feel like it right now. You might not think that you have influence, but you do. People are watching 
And you do have influence. Whatever God has called you to do, whether it be a teacher or a cleaner or a business owner or a parent or an academic or an astronaut, whatever God has called you to do, you, know, you can partner with him to seek to live a life of integrity. And you just see what God does as a result. You might not know it or feel it right now, but God can use you greatly as you commit, like Ruth, to being diligent, regardless of who is watching, regardless of the situation, to be diligent, to work hard, to live a life of integrity, to, be, you know, to, to have that kind of consistent good moral character on display, regardless of how you feel, to go out in faith, knowing that God is with you and for you. And he can empower you to live a life of integrity. And as a result, to influence and see his kingdom come in your sphere of influence as a result. Our integrity is so, so powerful. And, it, and as a result, God, again, does things beyond our imagination. He certainly does that with Ruth. You know, later on in the story, when Ruth reveals her love for Boaz um, and essentially asks him to, to marry her, um, he responds in this way. He says this, I will do for you all you ask. All the people, look at this, all the people of my town, everyone's heard about her by now. All the people of my town know that you are a woman of noble character. Isn't that incredible? What an incredible life, what an incredible example she sets before us of just how powerful our integrity can be. And God does things beyond, I think, you know, bless her, Ruth, she was just, just seems like such a lovely, humble character. And God, I think, just loved that and honoured it. And he used her in such a way, not just to influence the society and Boaz and the time in which she lived, but to actually, as I've said before, to alter the course of human history. Because Later on in the story, you know, as I've said, she marries Boaz. They have a, a child. There's a happily ever after. And it's not just for them, though. The happily ever after is for all of us as well. Because as we fast forward to the genealogy of Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Savior of the world, who do we see in the genealogy there, Matthew chapter 1? We see Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? God takes Ruth's intentionality, her uh, initiative, and her integrity, and he uses her life, he works in and through her life in such a way to bring about his purposes of salvation for the whole world. May he do the same in and through our lives, in our generation. Amen. I want to lead us uh, in a time of prayer before we close today. And if you're able to, would you stand with me as I pray for us? And I just want to uh, pray for all of us wherever we are at. You know, because I think, as I've just said there, this can all be brought back to Jesus, <laughs> because I've talked about being intentional, you know, being intentional to going God's way. How can we be intentional about going God's way? We can be intentional about going God's way because God was intentional about coming our way. <laughs> he came to us in the person 
of his son Jesus. We can take the initiative and step out in faith, knowing God's with us and he's for us. Why? Because he took the initiative to come to us and through his life and through his death on the cross and through his resurrection, Jesus has opened up those doors of opportunity. He's opened up the doors of salvation for all of us, for the whole world. So we can take that initiative and we can be a people to live lives of integrity as well. Holistic lives because we're no longer having to live hidden lives and try and put things behind us and live differently here but over here behave differently. No, no, we can leave the past behind. No more shame, no more guilt, no more condemnation. We can be whole and integrous. We don't have to fear anything or anyone because we are in Christ now. We're clothed with his righteousness. And as a result, it means that we can be bold and courageous and seek to live the calling that God has placed on our lives as a result, to live that life of influence that God has called each and every one of us to live. So I want to pray for us this morning. For those of you who are maybe just searching and checking church out, right through to those of you who have been Christians for decades, because I think all of us could learn from Ruth's example to take that next step in our journey of faith, whether it's to be intentional about going God's way, maybe God's calling you to step out uh, with initiative into new areas or to pick up things again and go again with a calling that you felt he's placed on your life or to just seek to be encouraged, to go away from this place, being encouraged, knowing that you have significant influence, whether you feel like it or not. You might have come in here feeling like you don't have that much influence. There isn't much going on right now. But to go away from this place knowing that God has an amazing calling on your life beyond what you could ask, think or imagine. And it's according to his power at work within you. It's not in your own strength you're going to live out this life. It's with his strength, his spirit empowering you to go away from this place encouraged that as you live a life of integrity, that things are going to happen. His kingdom is going to come in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your sphere of influence as a result. So wherever you're at, why don't you just place your hand on your heart as I pray for us right now. Father God, I pray, firstly for those people here who are just searching. They haven't yet made that decision to be intentional to go your way, to commit like Ruth their whole lives to you. Maybe you're here today and you know, you, you've, you feel like you're just distant from God. And today you're wanting to make that decision to come back to Him. You know, if that is you, you know, watching this or in the room here, I just want to pray for you right now. Why don't you just actually join in with this prayer as I pray. Make this your prayer in the quietness of your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, Jesus, would you come into my life? I'm sorry, Lord, for going my own way. But today I choose to go your way. I want to be intentional about going your way. I give my whole life to you. I let go of the past now. I thank you that I'm forgiven of my sin, forgiven of all of my shortcomings, Lord. I'm now clothed in your righteousness. Free me, Lord, from the past. May I look forward to this life with you, life of significance, a life of of purpose, of destiny, a life that's going to have an eternal impact as a result. I want to make a decision today like Ruth to say, you are my God. And I look forward now to this new life with you. 
in Jesus' name. And Lord, I wanna pray for everyone else here today and watching this, for those who are seeking to step out with a new initiative, those who maybe have left over the last few years with everything that's gone on, so maybe things have, have, have been laid dormant, things, gifts and abilities you haven't exercised, callings and, and promises that you've felt God has placed on your life and you've maybe almost given up on it. Well, today, why don't you declare the promise still stands. The promise still stands over my life. The promise still stands on what I believe God has called me to do. And I'm going to pick those things up again off the shelf. I'm going to step out. Yes, it might seem scary. Yes, it might be daunting. But God, you are with me. You are for me. And who can be against me as a result? And so I pray for all of us to go away from this place encouraged, empowered, knowing that we can live lives of initiative and integrity. And as a result, we would have many testimonies of people saying, there's just something different about you. At work, colleagues coming up and saying, what is it about you? What is that peace that you have on your life? People in your neighborhood knocking on your door saying, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right now, but you just always seem like you have it together. You've got a peace upon you that surpasses understanding. Help me that God is gonna use you greatly in this next season as a result of committing to, like Ruth, go his way step out in faith and seek to live a life of integrity as a result. So Lord, we give you glory, we give you honour. Let's give them a clap of praise this morning as we worship together.